Today I want to just deal with what I've called relationship foundations. Amen. Relationship foundations. The challenge I've had about this most of the time is that because we're not running it a two-day meeting, a three-day meeting, um, I can only retouch what time will allow me to touch. You know, most of the time I'm just building and then we're done. Relationship foundations. Praise the Lord. Whether you are starting a relationship, building a relationship, ending a relationship, starting a family, managing a spouse, managing a, a family, raising children, one way or the other, what I'm sharing with you will help you where you are. Hallelujah. Are we together? It will help you where you are. The Bible says that a wise man stores up knowledge. It means that knowledge is an asset to a wise man. He doesn't treat knowledge with levity. Knowledge is an asset. Because he knows that he's going to use it along the way. That this knowledge will come in handy somewhere, somehow. For some of you, it might apply immediately. For some, it might apply later. But the Bible says, buy the truth. Sell it not. It means that do all you can to get it. And then don't just trade it for nothing. Praise God. Are we together? Why is this important? I don't have the stats or statistics for Nigeria and the church. We might not have all of the data, but there are data from some other countries, maybe United Kingdom, the United States of America, you know, and they will tell you that the divorce rates in the church is not different from divorce rate in the world. Amen. It's not different. That means that if you say three out of five marriages are breaking down among unbelievers, it's not different amongst believers. Am I communicating? And you see, let me explain something to you. You don't argue with data. Praise God. All right? Say, let's count how many people are here. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yes, if they are this number, they are that number. Are you understanding me? And the, the thing we must understand as believers is that data in itself is information. Are you understanding me? It, it, it's telling you something. It tells you something. It tells you something. If you have a shop and more men come to the shop than women, but what you sell is for women, that should be telling you something. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Amen? It should tell you something. Alright? See, a lot of times, the challenge believers have is that they spiritualize what they shouldn't spiritualize. And try to canalize what they should spiritualize. Are you understanding me? Something that you're not supposed to spiritualize, they try to spiritualize that. That's why I have a problem with those that say, I couldn't come because I was strong. That's not faith. Amen? 
that you said you're not feeling well does not mean you're confessing something negative. Amen. Am I communicating? That's not the teaching for today. But I'm explaining something. So in the same way, it is good to be um, practical about what we're dealing with now. Because I'm talking about relationship foundations. Why is relationship different from even fulfilling your ministry? Why is relationship different from your work with God, so to speak? Because a large percentage of what makes relationship work is on the human plane. Amen. It's on the human plane. Are we together? It's on the human plane. The idea of marriage came from God. But relationship is an earthly thing. We're not going to be married in heaven. Praise God. It's an earthly thing. And for that reason, if there's any place where flesh is manifested the most or carnality can be seen the most, it is in a marriage. Praise God. Am I communicating? Yeah. That's why we should be talking about it. Not once in a while, constantly. Let me read the scripture. Um, but before I read the scripture, let me say this to you. When it comes to human relationships, character matters. When it comes to our relationship with God, your character cannot stop God from blessing you. Amen? But your character can make me to stop picking your calls. Hello? Are you understanding me? Are you with me? So, on the human plane, character matters. Are you with me? Very important. And I said, relationship, a major part of it is on the human plane. So, there are certain things that cannot be overlooked. If they are overlooked, what will happen is that one person in the relationship will be enduring. Amen. Are you with me? One person will be enduring. And marriage is not a call to endurance. Amen. It's not a call to long suffering. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's not. You can suffer long in ministry. Don't suffer long in marriage. Amen. Should I read my scripture? Alright, let's just start from Colossians 1. The scripture I'm reading is spiritual. That's why I said what I said first. So Colossians 1.9. Amen. Colossians 1.9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with what? With the knowledge of his will. Then it says, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, this scripture is implying that someone can be saved and is not filled with the knowledge of God's will. Amen. Are we together? That's what the scripture is implying. If God's word says, husband, love your wives. 
It means it is possible for a husband not to love his wife. If not, it would have said, husbands, you love your wife. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Praise God. If he says, wives, submit unto your husbands. What he's implying is that there's a possibility, there's a room for it not to happen. Praise God. The scripture does not tell you to do or instruct you to do something that is not possible. For example, there's no scripture that says, don't try to overthrow God. Amen. Because it's not possible. Amen. It's not possible. There's no scripture that says, hey, human being, don't become an angel. It's a scripture that says that. Hallelujah. Because it's not possible. The warnings in scripture show us what can happen. Amen. If we don't take heed to them. So here in this scripture, for the scripture to say, where Paul was praying for the Colossian church, he said, since they are headed, do not cease to pray for you. What was he praying for? He desired that they might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And that's my prayer for everyone here. Amen. That you'll be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Amen. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, let me say this about the will of God. When we talk about God's will, God's will, God's will. God's will also means that I understand God's intention and God's methods and God's pattern. Hallelujah. And it, it's not general. It has to be specific. For example, I can be a businessman and I, I'm not filled with knowledge of his will concerning the business I do. Amen. Are we together? Oh, I'm a businessman and I know what God wants me to do in my business. I know exactly. But I'm not filled with knowledge of God's will concerning my marriage, my relationship, where I'm going to with my children, my family. Are you with me? Let me just go further. Now, we're talking about relationship foundations. Do you know that there are many folks that get married or get into a relationship because they are of age? You have finished school. You have a job. You have a house. You have what is left. Furnish it with a woman. Then for the lady, I'm of age. They are proposing. What am I waiting for? Are you understanding me? But there's something that is missing most of the time. Family and raising a family is a ministry in itself. Amen. In the same way you believe that your business, your ministry should have a vision. Your family, amen, that you want to start should have a vision. Praise God. A picture that separates your family from every other family. Amen. Every family is not called to do the same thing. Amen. No. Go up to Proverbs 22, verse 6. I love that scripture a lot. It says, train up a child. Then it says, in the way he should go. Do you know if he had said, he says, train up a child in the way, he's being specific about the fact that children are different. Glory to God. 
And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So uh, the job of every parent is to help the child put him on the path of destiny. Amen. That's what you're supposed to do for a child. To put that child on the path of destiny. I know that some of our parents didn't do that for us. Amen. Praise God. But you must not retaliate on your own children. Amen. Please give them, put them on the path of destiny. In the case of some of our parents, they didn't know that. Hallelujah. If they knew better, they would have done better. So, when we talk about relationship foundations, we're dealing with, number one, vision. Amen. Vision. Vision. And uh, I'm, not talk, I'm, not, I'm going to talk about it um, deeper than someone that is not saved. For someone that is not born again, vision might be a preferred picture of his future, as they say. For vision, for someone that is not saved, it might just be a plan of tomorrow that he is working on. But for us, vision is more than that. Hallelujah. Vision is more than that. In Christ Jesus, we don't develop a vision. We discover vision. Amen. There's already something God has for you before you came. Hallelujah. So we discover it. You find out. You realize. This foundation we're talking about, vision, I believe that if I'm getting into a relationship with somebody, I'm concerned that the person has a vision. Praise God. And the person has a vision. It's not that the person is talking vision. <laughs> you understand? It you know, these days, people have learned how to talk. You go on Facebook, people are talking. It doesn't mean they have direction. Are you understanding me? So they're just copying and posting. You understand me? Uh-huh. So that's what I'm talking about. Vision. When there's vision in someone's life, one of the ways you will know is that there will be discipline alongside the vision. Because if you have a picture, it automatically channels you in a particular direction. I was in um, Sweden a few years back and I met this, then she was a little girl, the lady, one of the ladies in the, the, the organizing the program, she had a daughter that was about um, how old was she then? Maybe she was 13 or 14 then, now she's 19. So and then she introduced her daughter to me and said, her daughter wants to play basketball. Like, okay, you know. And she's always going for training, teenage stuff and all that and all that and all that. I'd been to Sweden over and over again. If you see her clothes, her shoes, they took, they took me to their home, you know. Uh, they invited me to their home. She, her life <laughs> is basketball. You understand me? It's basketball. You say, what's your heart desire? We were praying for the people. What's your heart desire? Her heart desire was to go to a school that has a good basketball team. Are you understanding me? All right? So you see that, um, I, I told the story once, because I was, the mother wanted me to counsel with her, and I was asking her a few questions. 
and uh, she lives in a place where young people in that part of the world um, drugs party club and she's not into all those things and at first it was not because of salvation amen it was not because of salvation it's just that those things don't go with the spot amen are you understanding me they don't go with spots I can't do those things and still be on, in top shape and I want to be in top shape so vision has brought a discipline are you understanding me that's about the discipline. I'm just telling you how to know someone has a vision. Amen. Praise God. Okay. But vision for the believer here, we've taught on that several times. You cannot talk about vision and not talk about redemptive revelation of God. Hallelujah. Your vision, the vision must not, it's not just that I want to be a big company. I want to do I want to, that's not what we're talking about. It is rooted first in what Jesus has done for you. Amen. And what your role is. Amen. Based on what Jesus has done for you. It's always rooted in that. If the vision cannot be connected to that, it's not the vision from God. Amen. Today I'm not teaching on that, but I've spoken on the difference between vision and ambition. Amen. I've spoken about that before. So, I want to go further. If two of us are not going the same way, what you are seeing is not what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is not what you are seeing. No matter how we claim to love each other, Praise God. There will be friction. Are we together? There will be friction. There will be friction. There is a certain minister of the gospel, um, a known minister of the gospel. He used to be a, mu a secular musician before he, he got saved and got into ministry. And the wife left him. What was the issue? She said, when they got married, there was no talk about this church thing or being a pastor. Are you understanding me? There was no talk about that. Now, they were okay. They were comfortable. Are you understanding me? That's not the issue. She struggled with it for some years. She struggled with it for some years. She was with him for some years, but the fight was still there. No, no, no. This was not what, you know, we were supposed to go be singing around the world or something. You understand that? Going for parties. Are you understanding me? This, you know, <laughs> That's not the picture. So, there's friction. Praise God. There's friction. Because that's not what we were seeing. At least that was not what she was seeing. Do you know why in some churches the process of getting married is so long and Tedious and they're meticulous is because they understand. It's just that some of them in the flesh are trying to solve all the human problems that could arise, which cannot be solved in the flesh. Amen. Are you understanding me? The intention is right, the process might not be right, but their intention is right. 
You know, we, 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 we behave like in this generation, you know, um, there's a joke my friend was telling me about. It happened somewhere um, in the UK. Um, some, it, it literally happened anyway. It was raining. So a guy got caught up in the rain, and the lady too was caught up in the rain, and it was raining, they couldn't move. They said, we've been waiting, it's been raining, let's just get married. Since we have nothing to do, let's just get married. So okay, okay, so they got married. <laughs> and you meet people that are hooking up like that. Are you understanding me? There's no foundation. There's no foundation. It's just how they felt at that moment. You cannot build a relationship like that based on just how you felt at the moment. Are we together? No. You see this property we're in? The most important part of this property is the foundation. Because we might not have an opportunity to lay it again. Glory to God. We can change the ceiling. We can change the roof. We can change everything. The, even the walls, we can push it down and we can change that. Praise God. In the same way, for some of you here that are single, you know what the definition of single? Single, untangled. For those of you that are still there, the greatest thing you can do with your time is to have the right foundation. Amen. That's the greatest thing you can do. And that first is personal. It's personal. Before it becomes us, you first. Lay the right foundation for yourself. A young man I was talking to um, some years ago, he came to me and um, told me he wanted to get married. Or he saw a lady that he wanted to get married to. No, he had been hanging around this lady, you know. So, like, what's going on? And he said, oh, he wants to get into a relationship or he was already in a relationship, one of the above. So we got talking and I asked him, um, asked him so um, he had finished school, so I said, what do you want to do after now? <laughs> he said, Pastor, that's the question that I'm just wishing you would never ask me. He said, that you know, when you, ask, when, people, when you ask people, what do you want to do in the next five years? What do you want to do in the next years? I, I used to be surprised how people know what they want to do. He said, I cannot even pretend to form something. And he was like, my mind is just blank. <laughs> he was telling me, he said, sincerely, he said, I can't even pretend to form something. My mind is just blank. I don't know. And I said, if you don't know what you want to do, why do you want to bring somebody else into your ignorance? There are two things I had concerns about that young man. And if you are his sister here and there's something like that, you should also be concerned. The second thing about him was that, okay, now he was in the, um, coming to show me a lady he wanted to get married to. And I said, okay, have you told your parents? He said, no. I said, okay, um, 
Go and tell your, 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 your parents. Go and tell your father. Go and tell, go and tell your parents. So after some weeks, and I said, have you told your parents? He said, I cannot tell my father that kind of thing. That's when I looked at him and I said, what are you talking about? Someone that cannot tell his father that kind of thing is not ready to get married. No wonder he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life yet. See, read your Bible carefully. Therefore shall a man, not a boy, leave his father and mother, amen, and shall be joined to his wife. He did not say, therefore shall a boy. Are you understanding me? So some of you ladies, be careful. Biabiahood is not manhood. Amen. <laughs> amen. It's not manhood. There, there has, see, let me see. Understand something very clear. See, you know, we talk about <laughs> we talk about what's happening in northern part of this country where they push young teenage girls to get married, you know, and they are under 18, they are 13. See, even the physiology of a, a woman has to be ready to carry a child. Are you understanding me? Has to be ready to carry a child. So, a lady has to develop to a certain point for the person to carry a child. So, you don't even need to even if you are not a Christian, you do not need Bible to know that for someone um, to, to be in that kind of relationship with a minor is, 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 is madness. In the same way, a lady can be immature. A man can be immature. Praise God. See, a maturity is not something to switch on. It's something people grow into. Amen. Are we together? They don't switch it on. You don't inject maturity. Just don't come, 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 inject it. All right. You are there now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me say this that will surprise you. Your spouse speaking in tongues is no more important than his character. Did you hear me? It's no more important than his character. It's not more important. You see, there are a lot of people that have gotten into relationships and they are looking at the wrong vital signs. Amen. They're looking at the wrong vital signs. That someone is in the same church with you. It's not automatic that he's going to be a good spouse. Are you with me? It's not automatic. That's what they call due diligence. If you want to do business with somebody, you, you do your own part. Check them out. Be sure that what you're getting to, you're not going to lose money. It is not the role of another believer to help you do your due diligence about the person you want to get married to. Amen. Are you understanding me? No. Because you are the one that's going to leave the person. We, you may ask questions. Alright? But you, for yourself, will have to be sure. 
Okay? Now, there's something I want to mention here that will help you a great deal if you get it. If you're here listening to me, ask me, and you ask me, what's the most important thing that will help me make sure that I marry right and my marriage will work? What's the most important thing? The leading of the Spirit. See, let me say this to you. If in your Christian work, you've not understood the leading of the Spirit, all right? Even if you marry the right spouse, there will still be challenges. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Don't forget, we're talking about relationship foundations. All right? That leading of spirits. There are people that don't know when their flesh is leading them and when the spirit is leading them. They don't know. And if you don't know that, please, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I beg you, don't start any relationship. Don't even start. Um, growing up, you know, among believers, I discovered that there are people that speak Christianese. You know, what I mean by Christianese, they talk the things that Christians talk, but they don't know what we actually, what the real thing is. And this is the way I was raised. I don't say the Spirit of God said if I'm not sure. Are you understanding me? I don't say the Lord led me. I can say I feel. I think. Are you understanding me? I think. I feel. Let's check whether this is so, 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 so. But when I come and say the Lord said, then I'm sure. Are we together? Now, if you don't know how to even talk like that, you confuse yourself. Praise God. A, a, a fellow met me and um, pointed at uh, a lady. He now said, Pastor, I feel led to marry this one. It's not that it was you. I'm just using you for example. I feel led to marry this one. Then, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know what happened. Not long after that, he came and said, I'm now feeling led to marry this one. In a short time, I don't think it was up to six months, he had felt led to marry three different people. So, and I said, okay, I know what you mean. I felt led. You have a crush. You're infatuated. Are you understanding me? That's not leading. Are you with me? Are you with me? If a beautiful lady, you are a young man, comes by and is nice to you, you will like her. It doesn't mean you are led. Amen. If a young man that's Look, doing well, looking good, so, so, and so, maybe says, ah, are you going my way? Let me just drop you at the juncture. Drops you. You'll be happy. Is that not so? It doesn't mean, sister, now that you are led. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, maybe we're, 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 eating in, we're eating in church, you know, and all that, and you wanted to go and carry your food, and somebody just helped you, dropped, gave you your food, you know, maybe even a young man, you understand that? He comes and says, no, don't worry. He gives you the food, and then as he... He runs to go and bring spoon or a cutlery set and gives to you. 
you will feel loved that someone did that. You will appreciate it. It's, it, it. You will not be normal not to appreciate it. Are you understanding me? Wow. Now, ah, that guy helped me. Oh, thank you. That's not leading. That's not leading. How you felt because of what he did is not a leading. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you about the human person. You are a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. Say again, I'm a, I'm a spirit. Good. The real you is spirit. But you have emotions in the realm of your mind. You have emotions. I would say emotions. Good. Okay? And you express them. You express your emotions. Sometimes you can be sad. Sometimes you can be happy. Are we together? Okay. Then you have a physical body. If there is pressure on your body, it can distort your emotions. For example, if the place is very hot, you might not be excited. It is not because of anything spiritual. Are you understanding me? It's not anything spiritual. It's just the weather. The weather can affect your emotion. If the place is very cold too, you might not be as friendly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if the place is very cold, I say, hey, how far? Fine, 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 fine. No, why are you behaving like that? Because of the weather. Your behavior is not a leading. It's how you feel at the moment. That's what you are behaving like. Am I communicating? So, some of us have never known what it means for our spirits to lead us. Because we've always trained our flesh and our emotions. Do you know that your senses, your flesh, when I talk about your flesh, I talk about your senses. The sense of sight, sense of smell, sense of feeling, taste, hearing. You can train your senses and they could be so, so sharp. Are you understanding me? There are some people that can there are some people that can just call you out now and perceive and say, you're wearing, you're wearing, oh, okay, 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 I see, I see. You're wearing a, they mentioned a perfume. Huh? And they'll be correct. There are some people that are so good with their taste that they didn't see the bottle of wine, but they, you pour the wine in the glass, they put it in their mouth, put it, they'll tell you what wine it is. Are you understanding me? They put it like that. It's training. It's training. Hello? It's training. That's training, fleshly training. Then there's some people also that emotionally they've trained their emotions. Are we together? They are experts in that realm. Do you know even actors that can cry on the spot? Are you as enemy? You just say, the person you're just sitting there laughing, I just say, come, come, come. Come and ask someone that is crying. They just start crying. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. You know what I'm saying? They just start crying immediately. Real tears will just be coming out like that. Then you'll be trying, you're even trying to bring out the tears. It's not even coming out. You can't do it. Am I communicating? Good. This is where I'm going to. So a lot of believers sometimes don't know when their flesh is leading them 
or when their emotions are leading them or when their spirit is leading them. And you see, if this thing about relationship is important to you, you need to take time. And there are books that could help you. Yeah, there are books, there are messages that could help you. Sit down and understand this leading of the spirit for yourself. Let relationship not be the first thing you are trying it on. Amen. Are you understanding me? No, 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 no. I told somebody, I said, look, The person came and said that he's supposed to be in a relationship with somebody. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, I'm sure. I said, you know that there are many things you have said like this that did not happen that way. Are you with me? If you are not getting the linear spirit right about some very simple things, praise God. How are we sure that you're getting this one right? Amen. Are we together? How are you sure you're getting this one right? How are you sure you're getting this one right? Let me give an example here. Oh, um, the Lord told me, you know, God speaks to all of us, right? Alright? He does. But it's good for us to train ourselves to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. To know when the Spirit of God leads us. And the Bible says, they have, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. By reason of use. By reason of use. It's not by reason of reading book. No. You have practiced. See, linear spirit is not something you just read about. You have to practice it in your personal life. It starts with small leadings. Like you say, oh, I just had a nudge in my heart to, to read my Bible now. Oh, and I responded to it. I just had something in my heart telling me that I should pray. As I stood up to go to the place I used to pray, the uh, frame in my house fell. It would have broken my head if I didn't stand up. Oh, that was the leading of the Spirit. Are you understanding me? Oh, now you're seeing the practice of the leading. How it's helping you avert evil in small, small areas. You might not have died, maybe, but you would have been injured. Oh, you just had a nod in your spirit. You were in your bedroom. You had a nod in your spirit. Um, go to the kitchen. Go to the kitchen. You went there and the gas was on. Are you understanding me? Okay, those kind of leadings have come. You say knowing what it means for the Spirit of God to lead you. Not that the first thing Hallelujah. When this leading of spirit is clear to you, you know what happens? A single brother can have ten sisters around him that love him, that honor him, that appreciate him, but he knows they are not the ones. And he's not taken by their kindness. Are you understanding me? In the same way, a sister can have brothers around her that are nice to her, good to her, but that's not what she's looking at. Am I communicating? Let me put it better. That's not all that she's looking at. Because she knows that what's really important is that there's a goal in my heart. Am I communicating? That's why it is problematic when a woman is already under pressure, then she's trying to learn the leading of the spirits. There's a problem. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? There's already a problem. You didn't learn it then. Now that you're under pressure. Are you understanding me? You know what it means to be under pressure? 
You know, a guy too can be under pressure. You know that? When everybody is asking you, Alpha, 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 your parents have called you, your family have sat you down and used parable. They've used parable. You understand that? They broke cola nut and say, A cola nut has two sides. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they've tried giving you parable. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. Then they brought your matter. They say, Man, I need to marry you. And then your mother has told you that there is a good girl in the village. <laughs> If December reach, you didn't bring anybody, they will give you somebody. <laughs> Are you understanding me? That's pressure. The problem with pressure is that it will make you follow your emotions. Are we together? In everything, even in ministry, that's the problem with pressure. So, relationship foundation. Learn, understand the leading of the Spirit for yourself personally. The inner spirit will make you rich. Amen. It will save you headaches and heartaches. The inner spirit will save you headaches and heartaches. I'm telling you. If it does not lead in your spirit, long before I, I met my wife and married her, there were people that were very nice to me. Are you understanding me? Very nice to me. Me too, I'm nice to people. <laughs> people are very nice to me. So if we're counting those that were nice to me, my wife would not have come number 10. No, she would not have come number 10. It was not about who was nice to me. I was a fellowship um, leader. Are you understanding me? I was a leader already. So the people that were nice to me, they were helpful. So if emotions were, was going to be the leading, it's not going to be that way. Are you with me? Now, the leading of the spirit is not the automatic ticket to a happy marriage. No. You can be led by the spirits and continue in the flesh. Are you understanding me? There are people that were led of God to start something. It doesn't mean problems won't come. No, it doesn't mean problems won't come. Alright? Problems will come. But as long as you still depend on that leading, you will surmount the problems. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to talk about the third one. Prayer. Praise God. Today, I just want to deal with vision, leading of the Spirit, prayer, then lastly, character. Amen. All right? Prayer. Now, you cannot successfully bet the plan of God without prayer. Are we together? God can have a plan for a family and I'm talking about a family that is ordained of God you understand that he has a plan for the family but they have a responsibility to bet that plan in prayer there are some nice men nice men that their marriages are broken down still there are some wonderful fantastic women 
the marriage is still, still broken down. It's not because they had a flaw. It's just that the prayer side of it was not handled. Let me explain why prayer is important. There is a spiritual dimension to every relationship. Amen. Are we together? Okay. For the fact that you're a Christian, you're born again, you are not a friend of the devil. I hope you know that. You're not a friend of the devil. So, it is the devil's plan to steal, kill, and destroy that relationship. It is his intention that it does not work. What does a broken relationship do to a believer? Condemnation, that's what it brings. It always brings condemnation. Are we together? Whether Even in cases where they didn't even get married. Maybe they were in a relationship, then it didn't work out. Are you understanding me? It just gives the feeling, what did I do wrong? What did I not do wrong? What, you understand? It just brings that. And the devil always wants the believer to be in a place where he's condemned or where she's condemned. If you and someone have decided to get married, the best thing you can do for yourselves is to be praying first. Amen. It's not to be exchanging sweets. Take, take my sweet, take sweet, take sweet, take sweet. That's not, what, that's not what the relationship is about. Spend time praying. Amen. Praying and build the relationship. All those fleshly things, they will fade. Amen. That's how to make that relationship failure-proof. Amen. It's in prayer. My wife and I used to have days, wherever I am, and time. This time, you're praying and I'm praying. Are you understanding me? Well, then we didn't even have to hear No, you're, just where you're praying and then I'm praying. Most of the time, it was on those prayer moments that what we will meet in front of us will be revealed. Amen. Will be revealed. There are some people that have been in a relationship. They've taken the girl to, she has been to all the fast foods. All the fast foods in Portacot. She has eaten all the fast foods. But they've never had one hour to pray together. <laughs> That's not a good road to, to, to follow. Amen. Oh, yeah, sister. He has tasted all your dishes. You have cooked this, you have cooked that, you have cooked that, you have cooked that. But you've never prayed together. If the person you are in a relationship is not interested in praying, brother, sister, there's problem. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> There's problem. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, they say, don't worry, pray your own, pray your own, pray your own. <laughs> Let me say this to you. When it comes to relationship, don't ever lie to yourself. Hello? Don't ever lie to yourself. Call a spade a spade. 
I told the young man something, you know, he was not happy then, but it was true. He wanted to marry a girl, you know, and who was just hell-bent, you know, and all that, and all that, and all that. So I called his attention. I said, have you seen her mother? He said, no. Why? I said, go and see the mother. I said, why? I said, that's how likely she will look after some years. Amen. So if you still like it. <laughs> Amen. I said, have you seen the mother? He said, no. I said, go and see the mother. Amen. <laughs> go and see the mother. <laughs> Young man, I'm advising you too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> if you say, no, my heart is strong, I will still be like that. I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> but go and see the mother. Amen. Now, that was by the way. Now, <laughs> but call a spade a spade. Be realistic. You're in a relationship. I've said this several times. You were arguing and the fellow spat on your face. You say, no, he was just angry. He was just angry. I just wiped it off. We just forgave him. Or vice versa, because I, I, I've been counseling and um, I've seen all of it happen. They were talking, arguing in a place and the lady slapped the fellow in a fast food joint. Pushed the, what they were eating on the floor. Say no, she lost her temper. I said, no. <laughs> she did not lose her temper. God was telling you that you have lost her. <laughs> and she has lost you. Amen. See, a character flaw that was not addressed before marriage will likely be in the marriage. It won't change in the marriage. Whatever the person is doing while you're in the relationship is what the person will do when they get married. Whether it's a brother or whether it's the sister. So, why are we praying? Because Paul was writing in Galatians 4.19. Put it up. Paul was praying in Galatians 4.19. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed. Your prayer is first. People might not be perfect but you can tell when Christ is working in someone. Do you know you could be praying for somebody and the person is not yielding to the working of the Spirit in his life? Amen. Yeah. He knows or she knows. Oh, no, the Spirit of God wants me to do that, but I, I'm not going to. Are you understanding me? Have you not heard people say, God is calling me to ministry, but I'm not going to agree? Have you not heard people say that? I've heard people say that. I know what God wants. I know what he wants. I will not agree. So praying for someone is one thing. It's the person yielding, amen, to what the Spirit of God is doing. Let me say this to you. And I, I don't mean it in any negative way. Listen to me. Because it's a counsel too I have given myself. It is better to be unmarried than to be married and not happy. Did you hear me? I'm telling you, it is better, it is better to be unmarried for life than to be married and not be happy. 
So if you have not entered, this council will help you. If you have entered, stay there. Amen. Amen. Stay there. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. So, but are you getting the picture here? So, some of you, um, um, young ladies, or um, you know, it's more about oh, uh, my picture on Facebook, my picture on Facebook. That's not what life is about. See, some of you need to sit with women that are unhappy about their marriage. See, let me give you an assignment. If you're not in marriage, you know anybody, any woman that has a problem in her marriage, just sit with her. You will make the right choice in life. Because you will not want to be like that. I've seen women that are bitter. Women that are broken. I've also seen men. A man from Lagos returned. I'll tell the story in a way if, if, if you're close to the story, you might not know who the person is that I'm talking about. And the fellow left his spouse. And everybody, you've got family meeting, you've tried to find out why did he leave the spouse? Why did he leave his wife? He, he's not marrying again. He's not married again. Until we heard the lady used to batter him. Beats. She's physically stronger than him. Listen, listen. <laughs> There's a story I told you here about a fellow. He's a believer. He used to go to work and not come back early. You know, he goes to work. He doesn't come back early. The wife starts suspecting that he was having extramarital affairs. So, she was convinced because she, she will find out from the office staff and everybody has closed. Maybe she'll call his colleague. He'll say he's at home. What, what, what my husband? He said, he was about to leave when I was about to leave. All those kind of stories. So she called his best friend and reported and said, look, my husband, they closed by, let's say, 5 o'clock. He comes home every night. He comes 9, 10. He never comes back home. I'm suspecting. The husband said, the friend said, I know your husband. We've been friends for a long time. I can vouch for him. She said, forget it, you know. He said, okay, just allow me to investigate the matter. So he called the, his friend. Work had closed. Six, seven, he called the wife. Is he home? No. He called the friend. Where are you? He says, he's in the office. He said, ah, uh, what's happening? He said, he's doing some things in the office. He did not believe his friend was in the office. You know, Sandra? <laughs> that the way the friend answered him. So he went to the office. But that office... He used to come to the office. He has come before. He comes to the office. So they know him there. So when he got to the office, from security point, they said, ah, he's in. He went in, went in, went to the man's office. When he entered the man's office, you know what the man was doing? He was playing computer game. <laughs> he set targets. That's what he does every day after work. So that he will not reach home. There's no peace in his house. And true to type, the friends carried him, said, don't worry, let's go home. As they reached the house, the wife from up, I told you now, where did you catch him? Where, where did you catch him? I told you. As I, enter this house today. He has not even entered. Are you understanding me? This thing I'm telling you, there are men 
that are going through those kind of things. And there are women going through things like that. Are we together? Very important. So, don't sugarcoat anything. Don't try to help your spouse's rep. Are you understanding me? So, no, he's a Christian, he's a Christian. She's deep in the Lord. <laughs> don't try to help their rep. Let their lifestyle reflect who they really are. Don't try to help them. Don't try to color them for people. That's the problem. Some people try to color their spouses before pastors. We've had situations like that. Say, no, uh, say, is, he, is, he, is he born again? Uh, I saw your tape inside his car. That you saw my tape inside his car does not mean he's born again. Are you understanding me? I can guarantee you there are militants that have my tape inside their car. And they're on their way to a wrong mission. Amen. See, since I don't know, I'm not sure. Start learning to talk like that and be truthful. I'm not sure. I don't know. Hey, he goes to social church. I don't know if he's saved. You cannot keep covering. You saw a packet of cigarettes in his car. Say maybe it's not his own. He saw India him inside his, inside his, uh, his, his small uh, box. He said, I'm sure that he's using it for experiments. Is something wrong with you already now? You went to his house, he had drinks in his fridge from up to down. I understand that drinks, everything. He has a bar with all the dangerous drinks. You understand that? He said, sure it's your decoration. You are seeing that something's already pushing you. Are you understanding me? That means you're not being realistic. In that case, even when you're praying, you're not sincere. Amen. See, there's something about prayer. When the Bible talks about effectual fervent, there's sincerity that must be in prayer. Glory to God. All right? So he said, until Christ be formed in you. So there are things you, are, you know, okay, ah, Eh, he behaves like he has a temper problem. If you address and call the things what they are, it will be easier to help him. Amen or her. Am I communicating? A young man um, was in a relationship with a, a lady. Let me know. I don't know. I won't say sister. I don't, I'm not sure now. She's a lady. So um, he wanted to introduce her to me. You know. So, but it didn't work out. You know. Um, she, they came to the place where I was, but um, the, the opportunity didn't come for the person. But I knew he came with somebody. Okay, he said the person came with the person wanted to introduce me. I said, okay, okay, okay. Maybe next time. So, I, th- I can't remember whether they went for a burial somewhere or something like that. So, whether this person related to her or something like that. 
and he slept in their house. And at night, the lady came to his room. I said, show me you are a man. And he refused to show her he was a man. She said, this relationship is not serious. I said, the girl is not born again. <laughs> Amen. He said, she's not born again. He said, eh, but, but, I said, see, forget it. There are many other people that would have to show her that they are men. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? There are many other people that will have to show her that. Don't color it. Call it what it is. We can go on and on talking about this, but let me explain what I'm saying here. When we're praying, if something is wrong, we will know. If it is something that, let me use the language, we might not be able to carry, the Holy Ghost will let us know. If it is something that he can, he will solve and will work, he will also let us know. Do you know that sometimes why, you know, it's not everything that, let me just say this this way. You see, eh, linear spirit is very important. The Holy Ghost knows you. He knows your spiritual capacity. Amen. All right? He knows your spiritual capacity more than you know it. There are some parts that the Spirit of God will not let you go because you might not withstand it. Amen. So he said, eh, I know that uh, he he is not a serious person, you know. But I believe I will try. I will, I, will, I, will, I will manage it. You might be amazed though. Two years into the marriage, you cannot again. Amen. Are you with me? You might not. That linear spirit is, 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 is important. So in prayer, as you're praying, oh, there are some things that can be corrected. I agree with that. I agree with that. People grow. I agree with that. But you know something about prayer? We don't pray blindly. We watch and pray. Amen. We're praying and we're looking at what we're praying about. Glory to God. It is more difficult to correct something in prayer after marriage than to correct it. It's easier to correct it before marriage. Amen. Yeah. Because that time, you have not been hurt yet. You are not dealing with bitterness. <laughs> Amen. But when you are in the marriage, eh? Eh? It will not just be that prayer. Sometimes you don't know whether, should I pray for him to die so I can move on? It's true. You start looking for scriptures that give you the way out. Are you understanding me? <laughs> looking for scriptures. Are we together? I said, for the sake of time, I just jumped to the last one. Character. Everybody say character. 
Is this helping anybody? Is it helping you? All right. Let me say why character is important. Character, you know, there are times that we're teaching about the finished works of Christ, and sometimes it looks like we're downplaying the place of character. We're not downplaying the place of character. What we're establishing, because of what we're trying to teach you, is to make you understand that the basis for which God blesses you is not because of your good character. Amen. But your good character is important in human relationships. You'll be happier in your relationships with people if you have a good character. What's a good character? It's the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. What's a good character? It's the fruit of the Spirit. Allowing the fruit of the Spirit manifest through you. Love, joy, peace, patience, temperance. Amen. Meekness. That's character. And that the Bible says that it's already in your spirit. Amen. Allow it show. Allow it come out. God can join. Even ah, You've heard Paul and Silas, Paul and Barnabas. Eh? Is it God that divided them? No. Barnabas did not like Paul's character. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Paul, you understand? They, they, they said there was no small dissension between them. His personality clashed. That happened to them. Am I communicating? So there are people that have been called of God to do things together. But some people are still struggling because they've not allowed their character reflects. And there's something. If God has, see, let me say it this way. There are certain responsibilities God will give to you. Okay? Let me, let me just say this. Do you know that there are some leadership roles God will give to you that even if you are a timid person, the only way you will survive in that leadership position is that you have to be bold. Are you understanding me? So, the Holy Ghost starts building you to manifest that boldness. Are you understanding me? Even if you are always a timid person. Because that thing that he has given you to do, that's what will sustain it. If you are in a marriage and you don't work on your character, you will give your spouse more things to forgive. Are you understanding me? More things to pray about. More things to worry about. Are you with me? Yeah. As it concerns our relationship with God, God is unchanged. God doesn't have mood swings. His love is constant. Amen. But marriage, because it is a human relationship. You are not, you didn't marry God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Neither did God marry you. Amen. Who you married is a human being. Are we together? Okay? That means he feels pain. She feels pain. She gets offended, you also get offended. Character is how both of us can stay in the same space. And not swallow each other up. Amen. Character means that we respect each other. Amen. I respect you enough 
to behave in a way that will make it easier for you to stay with me. Amen. Are you getting it? Yeah. Don't make your spouse to be tortured in the relationship because of your character. Character also gives you a good testimony before unbelievers. Amen. It does. I know sometimes somebody's talking about, to talk about character. Let me tell you something. Go and read your Bible. In Ephesians, Paul spoke about character. In Colossians, Apostle Paul, the man of grace, talked about character. In the epistles he wrote to the pastors, what we call the pastoral epistles, Timothy, Titus, huh? he told them about character. Amen. He addressed husband, wife, children, even how husband, parents should behave to their children. Why was he taking time to address that? Because it also matters. Let me also go further to say this. It is not a lie that people that came out of abusive relationships are, have a higher tendency to be in abusive relationships. It's not, it's not a lie. Because that was what they mirrored. Amen. Are we together? That's what you saw. That's what you saw. So, if somebody's character is good, it means he has allowed God's word, amen, to mold him. That's what it means. Alright? If someone has, I'm not talking about someone, I just someone that, you know, say, okay, oh, good upbringing is good, and I'm not against that. I'm, I'm for it. Good upbringing is very good. But there are people that would testify that the reason why they have a good character is because of God's word. Amen. It's not necessarily because it came from a good family or came from, you know, it's the word of God. What they are is the word of God that made them. Imagine if you have a spouse that has a lying problem, dishonesty. Eh? Then you wake up in the morning. Your spouse say, honey, good morning. He says, I'm sure it's night. <laughs> I'm sure it's night. Is <laughs> it free? You want to do a free food? <laughs> honey, your food is ready. <laughs> it's not ready. <laughs> what kind of marriage is that? Are you understanding me? So, if, now that you're single, if you're already so used to you know, you're always dishonest about what you do. Dishonest. When you get into a relationship, it's going to create problems even if it's a God-led, a spirit-led relationship. Are we together? The Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. There's um, someone in church that had the parent, a young person in church that, um, it, you know, the parents were always worried about the person and so on and so forth. So uh, we were trying to help the situation. And I said to the person, I said, look, you owe your parents that, you owe them, you need to earn 
their trust. Are you with me? I said you need to end their trust. Because the person is in church. And the parents will say, no, we didn't go to church. Are you understanding me? And you know why? Because if the person wants to go and see his friend, he will carry his Bible. Are we together? So where are you going to? Church. And then one or two times they've seen the person in the friend's house rather than church. I said, no, don't do that. You are making things difficult for them. They are not going to be responding to the to the spirit, to the leading of the spirit concerning you. It's what they are seeing. Are you understanding me? It's what they are seeing. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to expose the person, but you know. The father complained and said, He was praying in tongues. Praying in tongues, praying in tongues, but he stole malt from the fridge and put it under his bed. Don't <laughs> kind of things young people would do. You understand that? But he actually is what he wanted used to break the fast. <laughs> so the father, the father cannot understand that. Are you understanding me? How can you? You are praying in tongues, and you know, okay. And I know when you came, you came out from the room. That's when you stole it. You were speaking in tongues. <laughs> And you moved it. <laughs> Your father cannot understand that kind of thing. No, the pastor explained this thing to me. Are you understanding me? So, are you getting what I'm saying? And I said, you have to earn the trust of your parents. If not, even the thing you are doing, they won't believe in it. Amen. They won't believe in it. You can even make it more difficult for your parents to give their hearts to Christ or to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior as we say it. Make it difficult for them. Now, when we talk about character, let me, I'll just touch two sides and we're done. First side is that there are people that are already married. I found out something. The scripture talked a lot about character in 1 Peter 3. It talked about the ornaments of a meek and quiet spirit. It was talking to the women anyway. But let me explain why he was dealing with that. If you are in a marriage, let's assume your spouse is difficult. What helps tame the tension, keep tension low in the house is character. Praise God. The Bible says that a soft tongue turneth away wrath. Wrath is anger, ferocious anger. A soft answer. Now I know that there are some ladies, <laughs> there's venom on their tongue. They are tired and say, bring it, let me tell him something. And when they tell you that something, <laughs> you will think about your life. There are many marriages today that the problem is not whether oh the, the, the leading if you they still have their notes the Lord told me this the Lord told me that you know they have a vision they have great things they want to do but they are having serious conflicts because of character it is God ordained 
Praise God. God ordained. Serious conflict because of character. And you can solve the character problem. You grow. You grow. Amen. First of all, we talked about prayer. You were praying for you. You're also praying for yourself. You're praying for your spouse. But you allow God's word work in you. The Bible says, laying apart all filthiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So, there's some things you start laying aside. You used to be someone that your tongue is, you know, when you talk, you start laying aside those things. Because it's not helping the marriage. Amen. Or you're a man that every time you get physical, every time you get physical. And I've been talking about those men that get physical, you know, I always have them. See, Botacot Boxing Council, they're looking for boxers. They are looking for boxers every day. Yes, that that? Your mates, for every punch they pay them, free. You have punching for free. And all those guys that are beating their wives, they never beat men. No? They never beat men. Guys that beat fellow men, they don't beat women because they feel they wicked them. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. The guys that beat men, they don't beat women. Say, I touch you. No, well, it's men I touch. Are you understanding me? It's just a character flaw. Amen. It's a character flaw. Temper issues that make you, you know, they, you see, I always tell people this you're in a marriage. Your, your spouse is not your enemy. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know, sometimes a husband and wife behave like Russia and America. Eh? North Korea and US. Are you understanding me? That, you understand that kind of thing? <laughs> they have weapons drawn. <laughs> no matter the level of provocation, there are certain things you should never do to your spouse. Amen. You know why? You will cross a line that might be fault. There are certain things, you, you are human, there are certain things someone will do to you. Your disposition towards them will change. Are you understanding me? It happens. So, they, they might still be married, but their hearts have become said. A man was complaining. He said, my wife is no more excited when she sees me. She's no more excited. So why are you no more excited? Really? Things have happened. Amen. Things have happened. For those that are single, you're not yet married. Still the same issue. If the love of God is controlling my life, there's a way I will treat everybody. You know that always look down on people. You understand that? Look down on people. All the 
brothers are unmarried, stand on your feet. Let me use, for example, stand for all unmarried brothers. You're not yet married, stand on your feet. Now, you're not married, stand on your feet. Okay. Yeah, it's like you're not sure whether you're married or not. If, if you're married, you're married. If you're not married, you're not married. Which are, you're not sure. <laughs> Some of the brothers they are surprising me. Okay, what I'm trying to say is this. All these people standing here, you know their name. You don't know their tomorrow. Hello? Hello? You, you, know, you might know their name. You don't know their tomorrow. You can guess, but you don't know. What you owe them is just to have cordiality. Amen. Because you're in church. Ten years from now, five years from now, you don't know where they're going to be. Amen. Are we together? How they are dressed now, how they look now, should not be the basis for your decisions or your judgments. Praise God. It's very important to know that. Because I, I see that sometimes people are sized up. You understand that? You just size people up. You just size them up. Any sin up that did not come as a result of a revelation from God is faulty. He might not give you the full details. Amen. He might not give you the full details. Are we together? Sit down, please. Now, sometimes sisters meet up. I'm not saying that every monkey that jumps will play around you. That's not a That's not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand me. You know? Some people are just a nuisance. Are you understanding me? That's not that. What I'm saying is this. A human being deserves respect for that human being. Amen. Are we together? Just for that. So, a brother is just passing by. He says, good morning. It won't take anything from you. To good morning. It won't take anything from you. And the thing about some young men is that they don't look like what they really are. Are you understanding me? It's true. It's true. So what happened to the ladies? 
be naturally polite. Only be rude when you are led by the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understand? Be naturally polite. You know, Jesus flogged people out. It was a leading. Amen. Every other time it was nice. Glory to God. Just be polite to people. Polite is different from being sheepish. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Polite. Everyone say polite. I didn't say you should be sheepish. Polite. <laughs> because people always misunderstand a lot of things. <laughs> the pastor says you should be polite. Then the brother says, follow me. Pastor says you should be polite. <laughs> That's being stupid. <laughs> Does it mean that they come and ask you for your number, you must give them? No, that's not what it means. That does not, that's not what it means. Giving your number is another thing altogether. Don't give somebody your number if you don't feel like giving the person your number. It's not a sin. Amen. If you feel like giving, give. If you don't feel like giving, don't give. <laughs> if they don't give you, rest. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> are we together? Because <laughs> some people are on a number collecting speed. <laughs> Praise God. And try to take advantage of meetings like this. Now you now collect like five numbers. There are some sisters you have been targeting. Say, Pastor, say you should be polite. Can I have a number now? <laughs> Pastor didn't say you should give number. Amen. Glory to God. So, these relationship foundations are important. You see, as a pastor, I'm concerned about people getting married and staying married. Amen. I'm also concerned about people getting married and we don't have to be counseling the marriage every week, every week, every week. You understand that? Every week. Are you getting me? You know, yeah. It's only two of you that are married, though. But after you got married, ten people cannot sleep. Your parents cannot sleep. Her parents cannot sleep. Your pastor cannot sleep. Your mayor cannot sleep. Your cell leader cannot sleep. Your neighbors cannot sleep. One marriage. You have told the women in your fellowship, pray for me and my husband. I don't know what's worrying him. Oh. Your husband too has told them, say my wife, just be praying for her. One marriage. <laughs> Are we together? At the same time, if you're having issues in your relationship, don't be quiet about it. That thing is nonsense and it is demonic where a husband says, any problem we have between me and you, don't tell anybody. You hear me? <laughs> it's demonic. If your husband told you that, please send me text message. If your wife told you like that, I don't know if some wives are threatening husbands now. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Are you hearing me? There's nothing like that. Don't be suffering and be silent. No. 
If something's not going well or something you don't understand, see, that's part of why you have a pastor. You should get counsel. Amen. Get counsel. Get counsel. Don't say, well, it will look as if we are the only ones that have problems. We are the only ones. Every other person, do, do you know what every other person is having problems? Do you know? You are not the only one. Praise God. Marriage has its issues. Amen. So don't be quiet. Talk about it. Ask questions. You don't understand something? Ask. Oh, this was happening. This was happening. This was happening. We have platforms like this. You can ask questions when we give opportunity to ask questions. It will help you. I'll say it again. It is not God's will for you to be in a relationship or in marriage and be unhappy. Are we together? It's not God's will. Because that bitterness, that sadness can rob you of God's best. Yeah, it can. You're supposed to pray. You can't pray. Because you are heartbroken. Are you understanding me? You didn't come to church on Sunday because you quarreled. Are you understanding me? You see, it starts encroaching into other things. Are you understanding me? It starts encroaching into other things. Affecting things that you would have done. Lift your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus. I've heard God's word. I take responsibility to lay the proper relationship foundation and to make my relationship or my marriage successful. It can be better. Amen. It can be better. Glory to God. It can be better. When my wife and I are talking, sometimes she will say, there's something we always say. I will say it or she will say it. What do we want to achieve in this discussion? Amen. What do we want to achieve? We're not just talking for talking. Say, what do we want to achieve? Because sometimes spouses have misunderstanding and then this is talking, that one's talking. They, they, what do they want to achieve? Okay, is, it, <laughs> is it peace you want to achieve? Is it, okay, no. We were looking for a way to make sure that we decide on social. So that's what achieve. Okay, let's start talking. So we know where we're all trying to head to. Praise God. If you are complaining something, this is a complaint. What do you want to achieve? Amen. Is it complaint for complaining's sake? Or is it so that people will grow beyond that challenge? Amen. That, are you understanding me? It could be complaining for complaining. Say, oh, the house is dirty. The house is dirty. The house is dirty. The house is dirty. Dirty house. What is the complaint for? Is it, it could be done another way. Amen. It could be done another way. You can help your spouse to achieve what you are worried about. Amen. Yeah. You can help your spouse achieve what you're worried about. Someone asked me, one of the things that I just thank God, I, I don't know how, how I would have done it, is that if I used to wonder if my wife didn't know how to cook, because I've been to places where maybe I ate, I said, 
Thank God my wife knows how to cook. <laughs> yes, that in me. Man. That's like, is this what this man eats here? <laughs> you know, like, Because I, I grew up in food. Are you understanding me? Around food. <laughs> so I was just imagining if my wife didn't know how to cook, it would have helped. Are you understanding me? Not that anytime she's cooking, I say, What concussion are you mixing for me again? <laughs> I will die in this house one day. <laughs> you know, there's some men, the way they talk. They, they, they finish the morale of the woman. You are cooking again. Cooking. Let's see what to come out from this one. <laughs> or your wife does not know how to address. Are you understanding me? Different issues, all right? Different issues. Or you have a husband. You know, there are some husbands that are not cut out for looking good. Are you understanding me? They just, they just pick anything. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> they have entered it. <laughs> yes, I mean, they have entered it. In. They are out. Yes, you just you maybe you were not, you didn't go out with him. You, maybe he left. You were coming from work. You met him on the road. Why you, why you wear this kind of thing? Oh God! Yes, I dress like this now. Yes, I mean. Then he's like, what? What? Ah, what? And he's not seeing what you are talking about. Okay. Rather than nag and say, you are disgracing me everywhere, you are embarrassing me everywhere, you can help him to dress better. If your wife is complaining about your dressing, or you have a spouse complaining about dressing, you should be concerned too, because she is about your image. There's a real image. So, or a pastor in church, one of our pastors counseling someone, you know, and they had a quarrel. Just a week or two to their marriage, you know what the quarrel was? The girl was standing with the guy she was married to. They were like a or two ahead. She was standing on the road and a car was passing. She pushed her and went. So, he now said, What happened? She said, You should not ask her. She doesn't want to lie. He said, No, no, tell me. Her former boyfriend just passed. That is not how she wants that former boyfriend to see this one. And he was so sad. So sad. Because he had a car. This other one didn't have a car at that time. And he was standing on the road. So she pushed him. <laughs> now let me explain something to you. If you are a brother and you are in that kind of situation, let me explain something to you. If you already know that she's a good woman, it can just be a genuine concern that she's not handling well. Amen. Are we together? Don't do it like that concern is not important. Are we together? No. It's for how you can help solve that concern. Like the dressing I talked about. So what, what do you think is good? Oh, maybe she has a good sense of dressing. Are you understanding me? Okay, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that together. Mix this one with this one. Not the one you wear, purple this thing. You now wear green shirt. You understand that? Wear this thing. You understand that? Like a, a South African flag. You know? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> she will help you because she's concerned about your look. In some cases, it's the lady that doesn't know how to dress. And the man is concerned about how his wife dresses or the spouse dresses. He's concerned. 
rather than complain, that's the point I'm making, rather than nag, you see how you can work with your spouse to achieve the goal. Amen. Are we together? Maybe you are good in cleaning the house. Your spouse is not good in that. I have problems with my books. Serious problems with my books. Because I read many books at the same time. My wife has to live with that. There is one by my bed. Maybe two. There is one here. I them. Are you understanding me? I don't like you moving them. Because I know where I kept them. So I'm reading... I read several books at the same time. So I'm reading social books at this time. Then she has to read at this place. Arrangements. You know where arrangement disorganizes you? <laughs> you understand? You say, it's arrangement too, but it's disorganization to me. You know, so when I say, when you start arranging, don't arrange this one, please. Don't arrange this one, please. Don't arrange this one. Are you understanding me? But we have to have ways that we work to achieve that. Praise God. And then the way she helps me sometimes, she will keep it where I will still see it. You will know they have arranged. Are you understanding me? You know? Because if I come and I didn't see it, I will not remember that you arranged anything. Are you understanding me? What I remember is that the place is scattered to me. Hallelujah. Personalities. We have personalities. It's just like I have this bag now. Different things are kept in different places. I know where they are kept. So I can close my eye, put my hand, and bring it out where I kept it. There's where the pen is. Amen. You say you are helping me. You, you have scattered it. Are you, <laughs> you have scattered it. Hallelujah. My prayer for you today is that these relationship foundations will be solid in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. That the marriages that will be from here will be marriages that are model marriages. People will look at the relationship and say, I want my marriage to be like that. I want my relationship to be like that. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will function in wisdom in the name of Jesus. For those of you that have taken steps that we ought not to take before now, I pray that the mercy of God will arise on your behalf. The mercy of God will speak for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask that the next phase of your life and the next phase of relationship you're getting into, that you will get it right. Lord, my prayer for everyone here this evening concerning the leading of the Spirit. Walk in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Let every believer here get that understanding. Have a full grasp of that leading of the Spirit. That asset that makes our lives what it ought to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your eyes be open. May your ears be open. In Jesus' most precious name. It's everywhere. Begin with faith. Just thank him. Give him praise. Thank him. We just um, receive the offerings and also partake of the communion. Hallelujah. If you're worshiping with us for the first time today, we'd like to just recognize your presence this evening. 
Let me see your right hand up. If this is your first time worshiping with us. If this is your first time, let me see your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to be part of what we're doing here. We have people standing in front here. And they are here for you that just came for the first time. So pick your Bible, your phone, whatever you came with. Follow them. They're going to take you to the back and attend to you behind. Amen. Just follow them. Just go with them. You come back. Don't worry. Just go with them. Amen. Glory to God. The rest of you, lift up your tithes and offerings quickly. Lift up your tithes and offerings quickly. If you're using the you need to use your, your 